Hello and welcome to the International Labour Organization's Future of Work podcast. I'm Anders Johnson, coming to you from Abidjan in Côte d'Ivoire, here to talk about and celebrate the World Day for Social Justice. This International Day is observed every 20th of February to focus attention on the urgent need to strengthen social justice around the world, which includes efforts to tackle issues such as poverty, exclusion and inequality, unemployment or lack of social protections, all of which are challenges here in Africa. Now, one of the things that makes this continent so unique is the age of its people. And no, I'm not referring to the fact that Africa is the cradle of human civilization. Instead, what I want to draw attention to is the fact that half the continent's population is 19 years old or younger. And with one quarter of the world's population expected to be African by 2050, I think it's fair to say that if the world is to achieve social justice, that will depend in a large part on achieving social justice for Africa's youth. So to unpack this issue, I'm joined today by Jonas Bausch, the ILO's Regional Youth Employment Specialist for Africa. But first, based on the principle that nothing about us without us, I'm pleased to introduce two amazing guests, both young Africans doing their part to advance social justice for their fellow youth. Bocello Mfo joining us from South Africa and Mulombe Chisotti from Zambia. Mocello, Mulumbe, welcome to the Future of Work podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having us. First, tell me a little bit about yourself and when you think of the term social justice, what does it mean to you? I'm from South Africa, the province of Limpopo and little village in Limpopo called Linyenye. So I am an honours student. I'm yet to graduate in the an undergrad degree, Bachelor of Theology, this April. So when I think about social justice. Two words that pop up in my mind is social development. And I have three terms that I instantly think about. It's education, government, and religion. Um, education in terms of quality education that advances the lives of the youth that I get in these educations. You know, I think of, about government is the government putting in place the structures that could develop the social structures of the world, or rather South Africa, if I, to focus on South Africa and religion specifically, because the society in most uh, places is shaped by religion. Thank you so much. My name is Mulombe, and I am a student at University of Lusaka. So social justice means ensuring all individuals have equal rights and access to opportunities, regardless of their race regardless of their gender, their background. It also means standing up against discrimination and injustice in our communities, in our countries and regions. And, and how do you see that link between sort of decent work and social justice? Is it, is it the same thing for you or, or, or your classmates or is this, are they distinct issues? Uh, decent employment includes having job security, having a proper salary and working um, proper hours, not overworked and underpaid. So decent employment is part of social justice and it's part of achieving social justice. Let me ask you, how important is social justice to, to you or your, your, your friends, your, your, your classmates? Is this something as a term that you speak about often or, or not at all? 
Um, honestly, we do not speak much about social justice, but um, I've come to realize this is an important topic. It's a very important term in terms of developing the society that we live in. And social justice, we are talking about employment, we're talking about development in almost all areas of our lives. So it is important that we talk about social justice in order to advance our lives as well as the people around us. For a lot of people, when they talk about the question of social justice, and you, you said it you know, yourself earlier, it's about you know, inclusion, it's about opportunities. What's holding you back? What, what's holding African youth back from achieving the kind of job opportunities that, that they so badly need? Uh, I think it all starts with the limited access we have to quality education, uh, skills training. Uh, most of the, the jobs that we have now are in the informal sector. So that means there's no job security, there's no decent employment. But Shelo, what about you? Um, the world has moved into an advanced status. It has moved into technology, the fourth industrial revolution and so forth. And looking at the people that have graduated five years and 10 years back, they've graduated in this poor education or rather the education that is not really relevant to where the world is today. Not having this technical skills, not having this is holding the youth back. People have graduated in theoretical education and now the world is looking for practical skills. So, so what do you see then in a way is, is the link between sort of education and, and, and decent work and, and social justice? The link will have to be practical training, right? Um, a lot of times when we're talking, we're talking about how do we fix the problem. And um, there's a young man in my village who started a, a backyard garden, very small, started uh, gardening uh, vegetables and he'd sell around the neighborhood. Well, instead of people going to the supermarket, they'd buy from him. And he grew from the backyard and he owns about 16 hectares now. He's supplying those supermarkets, all right? So one thing that we should teach the, the youth is entrepreneurship. Take matters into your own hands. Teach them how to create these jobs themselves and for others. I think one of the major things is mentorship. Helping mentorship programs, which is um, partnering with businesses to offer hands-on learning and opportunities to people who, who are just leaving high school to bridge gaps. Let me put it that way. Certainly. Um, in my village, um, I, I affiliate with a certain organization called Vexus Park. It's a digital organization that, that deals with um, equipping young people as well as women with digital skills, right? Um, it's teaching these young people about the digital world, about technology. And as they grow, they grow with this information about technology. And rather than taking the different route into the theory of um, other education, they fall in love with robotics, for an example, and they take on that career path, leading to, you know, greater opportunities and greater heights. You know what I mean? Um, for me, that, and also giving women those opportunities as well. For me, personally, that is awesome. You know, it's, 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 it's giving the youth um, hope. It's giving the youth a chance and uh, the privilege that um, the social justice is, 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 is addressing. So these people are given the privilege to go into these fields that they couldn't have gone to without the practical skills, the digital skills that these organizations are offering. So let, let, let's turn now to the region. Uh, Jonas, thank you for joining us. 
So it's a big question, I know, but uh, what's the youth employment situation in Africa looking like right now? First of all, thanks, Anders, for having me today. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Now, I would perhaps like to start by uh, addressing one of the common misperceptions when we speak about youth employment in Africa. Somehow, there's this notion that um, for a big part, young people are to be held accountable or responsible for not being able to, to have decent employment. Uh, young people are either uh, unmotivated or idle or that maybe they, they have unrealistic expectations. And perhaps we rather need to turn that statement on its head and say, well, let's not so much when we speak about youth employment, first look at, at, at young people, let's look at everything around them. And first of all, if we do that, we will realize that the youth employment challenge in Africa is an economic challenge. And the underlying reason or the root cause of the youth employment challenge that we see on the continent is that African economies have simply not grown, not just fast enough, but also not inclusive enough. Economic growth has not translated into better labor market outcomes for a large part of, of African youth. To put it differently, the image of the rising tide that lifts all boat has really remained an aspiration for far too long um, across Africa. And so that's one part. Another part, of course, is also that schools and training institutions, universities, in many cases, they do not adequately prepare young people for the new and emerging job opportunities that are out there. What kind of numbers, what, what, what's the details in terms of what the ILO has on that? As of this year, around 26% of young people in Africa are neither in education, employment, or training. That's one out of four young people in Africa. Then when we look at those young people that do have work, we realize that the overwhelming majority of them, up of 90%, are working in the informal economy, meaning they have no access to social protection. They um, have often difficulties to access their rights or representation, um, sometimes hazardous or dangerous working conditions. What is really one of the key problems is that far too many people in Africa work, but still live in poverty. And not just looking at young people, but at everyone, that's around 29% of all workers in Africa. So just in, in short, to sum this up, I would say that there's a lack of job opportunities, but not just of any job opportunities, in particular of productive and decent work opportunities that would allow young people to live up to their full potential. And that's the uh, state of youth employment in Africa today. Just hold that thought for a second. Uh, Bocello, Molumbe, what's your take on that? Um, I do agree. Um, we have, in South Africa, we have about 50% of graduates who are unemployed, right? They're not sitting idle at home. They went to school. They sought for education and they got it. After having those qualifications, what then? They not do something with their lives? They did. But after getting those qualifications, there is no job to go to. You understand? So it's not them not doing anything for themselves. They have tried. They have sought education. They've paid um, dollars of rents to get those qualifications. But at the end of the day, there are no jobs. So a pretty enormous challenge, it looks like. Yeah. So what is the ILO recommending to help improve the situation? What have you seen works? Yeah, let me perhaps just continue from where I left it, it off. 
if we look at youth employment through the lens first as an of, of, of an economic problem, then also in terms of the solutions, we should probably ask what are the recommendations, what are the policies that we need to tackle in order to solve that economic problem. And so the term that we are using at the ILO is that how can we promote structural transformation of African economies and societies? And so structural transformation is a long-term project. It requires to move to for us to move activities, economic activities and jobs from low value added sectors to higher value added sectors and to really you know develop sectors, value chains. And that requires, first of all, uh, sound policies, but not just kind of any type of policies or just employment policies, but pro-employment, macroeconomic, sectoral and investment policies. Just simply put, it means that whenever government is considering a specific economic policy, for instance, investments, how to um, scale up public but also private investments, we should also look at it. What will be the implication for jobs? How many jobs will that create or will it create any? Will it just... Will it be just you know capital intensive investments maybe, and what's what's going to be the quality of these jobs? Uh, secondly, what we also see has been working is that the ILO has been supporting countries in implementing and also evaluating active labor market programs. So what are those? These are, for instance, skills training and retraining programs, entrepreneurship promotion services, or employment services, for instance, that try to link young people to existing job opportunities. And we have undertaken over the past year or so a massive review of the evidence that's out there. And um, there has been a lot of attention on, you know, evaluating what works in youth employment. And what we are seeing is that on average, these programs do work. And they work even better if several aspects of them are combined. And I think it goes back a little bit to what we just heard at the beginning, namely that mentoring um, programs and placement programs, uh, they are they're important. The fact that we combine different elements, skills training, perhaps with a placement program that connects with the private sector. So these are the kind of approaches that uh, the ILO has been working with intensively with governments, but also with workers and employers organizations across the continent. Well, to all of you then, what are your final thoughts? If you have a message for our listeners on, on how to support youth to achieve social justice and decent work, what would it be? So the first thing that I would say is to listen and to amplify the youth's voices and then creating spaces for them to share their ideas and their solutions for the problems that they're facing. So I think that would be the first step. Definitely. Um, in, in the Social Justice Day, it was said that we need African solutions by Africans, right? I'm saying we need um, solutions for young people by young people. So let those who are experiencing this situation, who are experiencing these issues, this unemployment, these social justice issues, tell you what they need themselves. Do not um, spoon feed us. Do not let us tell you how to uh, feed us, but actually teach us how to feed ourselves. Let us be part of the program. Let us be part of the system that helps ourselves. All right, so Jonas, to come, to come back to you, but what's the ILO doing to make sure that young people are part of the solution? Yeah, indeed, I think young people are a critical, not just stakeholder or beneficiary, but partner for us to together design programs and policies, but not just to design them, also to implement them together. And 
uh, that is something that we at Diallo take very seriously. How can we meaningfully engage with young people and youth-led organizations? And perhaps I'll just give you two, two short examples from our recent work in, in Africa on youth employment. For one, we have been developing together with the African Union an AU ILO Youth Employment Strategy for Africa over the past year or so. And you have done that very deliberately together with young people. But it's also important to see the many youth-led organizations that are out there across the continent as potential partners for implementing solutions. And so, for instance, in Nigeria, we have been working with the Nigeria SDG Youth Network to develop together a digital skills training program and placement program, whereby the ILO has been supporting as a financial and technical partner, but it was essentially the uh, SDG Youth Network in Nigeria that has put forward not just a program, but also curriculum, and that developed it and implemented it, and then connected young people who benefited from that program with uh, traineeship and, and internship opportunities of employers. And I think that um, that was a very positive experience for us to to see that uh, young people have a lot of ideas and they also have a lot of capabilities in, in, in putting to work and making uh, solutions and making them happen. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for today. But thank you so much to our guests for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for having me. And to you, our listeners, if you'd like to know more about social justice or decent work, you can find the information on the ILO website at www.ilo.org. And if you'd like to share your thoughts on what social justice means to you, please do so with the hashtag SocialJusticeDay. But for now, thank you for listening to the ILO's Future of Work podcast, and I hope you'll join us again next time.